0: Hi, welcome back to the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to episodes one and two of my reboot, just a little background on this. Um, I, If you don't know me, I'm Jillian. I live in Spain. I am American. And I used to do a podcast called Radio Bite Size in Spanish. And I have since... Stopped that podcast and restarted on the same podcast feed. So, if you're a bilingual person, you can go back and listen to those episodes. But I've restarted this podcast in English, my native language. And if you haven't listened to episodes one and two of my little reboot, go back and check them out. Episode one is a deep dive into one of my favorite questions to ask myself, to ask my clients. Um, for goal setting and goal achieving, which I think is really the important part is anybody can set a goal, but only some people achieve them, right? And episode two is a dive into perfectionism, consistency, and it talks about a, a question that I got from one of my clients who was wondering kind of like, why am I so driven in some areas of my life, but not in exercise and nutrition? Um, So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to them, and then you can come back and listen to this, and you can expect new episodes every week. I'll be doing mini episodes here and there, um, which hopefully you like the little mini episode format as well. And so yeah, with that, let's jump in. Uh, Today I wanted to touch on something that I feel like seeps into everything I do with clients and is a concept that has literally changed my own life. 100%. And that is the concept of practicing curiosity over judgment. And my, like personally, my natural state of being is pretty all or nothing black and white thinking. I had this pointed out to me by a therapist a while ago. And it's interesting because since I work in health and fitness, I'm very moderate in my health and fitness approach. Now I used to not be that way, but over the years I've become quite moderate. Uh, but in my daily life and a lot of the things that I do in some of my relationships, I'm very black or white, very all or nothing. And I was completely unaware of this because I spend so much energy kind of thinking about health and fitness and I, my, that's my natural state. And so one of the things that I've been working on over the last few years is practicing curiosity over judgment. And I can actually remember like when the light popped into my head about this and it was, it may have been the first time I read a book by Brene Brown, who I'll link Brene Brown's website in the show notes because she's incredible. But I think it was, one, I think one of the points that made me realize that curiosity was so important was hearing negative self-talk from some of my very first nutrition clients and realizing that it wasn't just me that was kind of hardcore judging myself on my nutrition choices or, um, you know, if I went to the gym or not, but it was actually pretty much everyone was, was hardcore judging themselves. And it's kind of that feeling of like, is this just me or is this everyone else? And I realized that personally judging my thoughts and actions was making me miserable. And I saw how frustrating it was for these like very, very first clients of mine back. This was, I think like 2015 or something, 2016, maybe. And, I would see how both for myself and for my clients, like all of this judging and this, this basically like putting things into either the good bucket or the bad bucket was just making me feel way worse. And it was also making me do the same dumb shit over and over because it was basically, I would do something and be like, that wasn't a good idea. I'll just do better next time. But there wasn't any curiosity around it. It was just, this was bad. I shouldn't have done it. And next time I'm going to do something different. But the curiosity piece is so important and i want to i want to start out with some definitions like dictionary definitions before i dig into this because if you've listened to me talk before you know i can kind of go down rabbit holes so i'm trying to be organized here this is one of the things that i am working on that i'm practicing actively and have been for the last couple of years is organization so definitions curiosity is a strong desire to know or learn something i think we can all pretty much agree on the fact that like we have a strong desire to know things, but we may not have a strong desire to learn things, which is a big difference. Uh, I think that often because the learning process can be a bit painful, we often just want to know like, is this right? Is this wrong? But that, that actually isn't helpful because often not knowing the why behind something, it doesn't connect it to you. And so this is why someone can know, for example, you know, uh, X food has less calories than Y food, but it doesn't drive them to make different decisions about that food necessarily. It just makes them feel guilty when they choose X food over Y food. I don't know if that was a great example, but anyways, let's talk about judgment, judgment, dictionary definition I'm not a huge fan of this dictionary definition, but I'm going to read it to you and you can draw your own conclusions on this. So the ability to make considered decisions or the act or process of forming an opinion or making a decision after careful thought. And I find that, I find personally that our judgments are often flash judgments and be in the careful thought is actually a cumulative like an accumulation of our experiences over time. And so the careful thought isn't actually we sit down and we think, you know, we go step by step through thinking about something. Usually our judgments in our day-to-day life are based on opinions or experiences or what we believe to be fact, which understanding that what we believe to be fact doesn't isn't necessarily always 100% true. So when we're looking at curiosity versus judgment, it's this, this basically desire to learn or desire to, um, yeah, desire to learn versus I know something. So judgment is the, the process of forming an opinion, right? So it's knowing and deciding on something. And so basically what happens is since our brains are pretty lazy, we give our minds way too much credit. And this is because we're kind of stuck in this world where everything goes very, very fast. So we do have to make quick decisions about things. And in some cases, that's really helpful. Like you see a red light, make the quick decision to stop your car. Um, You see, uh, you know, you see someone fall over, you make the quick decision to either help them or not help them. But I think that when it comes especially to our health and wellness and our mental health, so our physical health and our mental health, I think that drawing judgments can be very unhelpful in many cases. And I would, I would ask you to push yourself gently and compassionately in the direction of curiosity. And I think there's a big difference between a judgment of an action and a judgment of self. And this, going back to, I mentioned Brene Brown earlier in this episode, and Brene Brown discusses the difference between guilt and shame. And I think this also, personally, I think this match, matches up between the difference between judgment of an action and judgment of self. And so guilt, uh, Brene describes guilt as something is I did something bad and shame is I am bad. And I think judgment of an action is like this thing wasn't this thing that I did wasn't good. But judgment of self is I am not good. And I think that often when we get into a pattern of heavy judgment on actions that can carry over into judgment of self, because when we're constantly judging ourselves as I did a bad thing Then eventually we start to say like, well, if I did a bunch of bad things, am I a bad person? And that is problematic. So really neither neither form of judgment is very helpful in the process of self-improvement but i think that shame so the i i that's judgment of self i am bad is a lot harder spiral to get out of and so we're going to talk about this a little bit later but if you're someone that struggles to separate like action like i did something bad from i am bad you might also notice that your self worth is really strongly tied to your actions so for example if you have eaten healthy that day you've quote unquote, been good, maybe you feel like you are a better person rather than if you've eaten unhealthy that day, I, you know, quote unquote, I am bad. And you start to feel like you are a bad person. And so when your self-worth is, is tied to your actions and those actions are being strongly judged, it ends up being that like downward shame spiral rather than tying your self-worth to your identity or your self-worth to your values, which can be a much more helpful way to to improve your self-worth and improve your overall well-being. And I will do an episode on core values, I know that I talk about them all the time. If you're interested in learning more about core values, this is where sending me feedback is so helpful so I can actually start to develop a really clear idea of what you want to learn. This is something that we talk about a lot in episode eight of the Be Well Cartel, so I will link that below. But if you'd like to learn more and have me do a breakdown of kind of how I work through values with clients and what they can actually mean for you in in the realm of like health and well-being and and improving your process, um, definitely message me and let me know because that is an incredible way to help me create podcasts that you actually want to listen to rather than podcasts that are just me talking into a microphone. Anyways. So I want to give you an example of this in practice, like judgment or curiosity versus judgment in practice. And so here's an example. I cook something and it comes out tasting bad, or maybe I burned the hell out of it. And so maybe my judgment is, and this is a judgment based on what happened and based on the the backlog in my brain of past experiences. Maybe that judgment is I suck at cooking. And so this can actually feed into your identity because you start to you identify yourself as someone who isn't good at and probably thus hates cooking. And also this feeds into a lack of motivation to try again because cooking is clearly something you judge yourself as bad at. So why on earth would we want to continue doing something that we feel like we're bad at? And so curiosity would look at this a little bit differently. You would cook something and and it comes out objectively tasting like shit. Instead of judging yourself based on the outcome of the cooking, you can judge the food itself and saying like, this food tastes bad. Okay, cool. But you can get curious about the cooking methods and your abilities and skills in the process. Like what might've happened in your cooking process to make the meal end up not being very good? Maybe you ask yourself that and you're like, oh, well, I got distracted texting in the middle. And so of course it got burnt. That's something you can easily improve. What skills could be helpful for you to learn for you to improve for next time? So maybe you realize like, hey, I really didn't read the recipe carefully. And so maybe the skill is just patience and reading so that I can go step by step through this recipe instead of just skimming over it and then making it up along the way. Maybe a skill is simply like learning an actual skill like knife skills. I'm trying not to cut off your fingers, for example, or learning something as simple as like how, you know, what low, medium and high heat means on the stove. Like there are very simple skills and there's some complex ones as well. But asking yourself, getting curious about what these skills are is super helpful. You can also get curious about like, what about the experience of cooking did I enjoy or what did I not enjoy and why? And that opens yourself up to help you create a more enjoyable experience of cooking for the next time. And so this is also like this process of curiosity is incredibly helpful for motivation. Because if you're constantly drawing judgment on your actions as good or bad, or judgment on yourself as good or bad, that's pretty demotivating when something doesn't turn out how you would like it to turn out. And so curiosity can help you in the process of reflecting on what happened and future planning and we talked about this i think we actually probably talked about this in episode 1 and episode 2 but curiosity is so important in the sort of quote unquote making things realistic part of the motivation and consistency process because if you're able to ask questions that help you determine what skills you're missing or what steps in the process didn't work for you it's actually quite motivating and empowering to come to a conclusion that says okay Like, this is what's going to help me next time. And this is what maybe didn't work this last time. And this is where a coach can be really, really helpful to hold up that mirror, because sometimes it's hard for us to do that ourselves because we're so deep in the judgment spiral or in the judgment hole that it sometimes is very difficult to start developing that curiosity. And this is where like even coaches have coaches. I have a coach and that is someone that sometimes the conversations are really uncomfortable because, He helps me get curious about stuff that I may skim over myself, right? So the important part of any episode, I think, perhaps, is starting to understand some actionable tips so that you can practice curiosity over judgment. And full disclosure, I want to turn this into a fucking movement. I want to turn this into something where people are like shouting from the rooftops, curiosity over judgment. They are practicing it. They are feeling it. But we got to start small, right? So... Actionable tips so that you can personally start practicing curiosity over judgment. Start by observing. That's step one. Noticing is the basis for literally all change in our behavior and our thinking. But this takes a little bit of slowing down and a little bit of patience. There may be times of day where you're just like, go, go, go. You're very like habit based, like you're doing a lot of automatic behaviors. And so there might be times of day where you don't actually notice your thoughts about something until the day is over or the action is over or the habit has been completed. And that is totally fine. Something a lot of my clients do is either do a review at the end of the day or in the morning to kind of check in with what thoughts or what emotions are coming up from them for them. And that way they can get curious about them in sort of a more structured way. And so you can also start to notice in this moment as you're starting to observe is when and if you're drawing judgment on certain thoughts or behaviors. Step two would be to start asking questions. So two of my favorite questions are, is this fact or is this feeling? And then the other question is, what if the opposite were true? And this is where you know the question, what if the opposite were true for me personally has been such an impactful question to ask. Um, I, when I went back to therapy after years and years of not doing therapy, this was maybe like four or five years ago, um, I was talking to a therapist about some social anxiety that I have. And how I have this belief of like, people don't like me. And she asked, she was like, well, in a situation where you're starting to feel this way, and for you, that feels like fact, right? She said, what if you ask yourself, what if the opposite were true? And that simply can just open the door a crack to start realizing that maybe this isn't fact, maybe this is more of a feeling. And this can help get, this helped me personally get really curious about what was actually happening behind those thoughts and where I may be drawing judgment on something that really needed some curiosity. And so, I know that some judgmental thoughts are really ingrained and so the opposite can seem impossible right now. And so sometimes thinking about yourself in the third person can be really helpful when you start asking questions because it's often easier to see someone else's stuff than it is to see our own. And again, if you do have a coach, uh, perhaps bringing these questions up, you know, is this factor is this feeling and what if the opposite were true? Perhaps bringing these up with them can be really really helpful in your conversations with your coach. And Actionable tip three is to reframe the thought or set yourself up for more successful future behavior. And so the reframe is probably one of my favorite things to do, and it drives some people absolutely crazy. Um, And I think that's just because for some people it seems like eternal optimism, but really it's just sort of like seeing the opposite side of the coin. And this is an understanding that there's always a different perspective. Just often it's hard for us to see the different perspective, right? So using the example of the meal that I used earlier, that maybe you cooked a meal and it turned out disgusting. Maybe the judgment thought is, I'm a terrible, terrible cook. I shouldn't even bother. It's just a waste of food and it's a waste of my time. And the reframe could be, I'm not great at this right now, but it's important to me to learn how to cook. What if next time I ask, you know, X person for help, I know that they're a great cook and maybe I can learn something from them. And so that's reframing the situation, understanding that like, yes, you still made a bad meal, but the way that you can reframe the outcome of that situation is really helpful. And you're also setting yourself up for the future by potentially asking for help or seeing what skills that you could improve on for the future. So, We're going to stop here on this because this is a topic that I could go on and on and give you a million examples. And there may be a part two. We never know. But one of my goals this year, I told you, is to inspire as many people as we can to even just start practicing a little bit of curiosity. And this is one of the guiding principles of my coaching and of the Healthy Habits Blueprint course. And it's one of the most important skills you'll actually learn and put in practice if you decide to go through the course. And I get a lot of people that don't necessarily understand like how the skill of practicing curiosity over judgment is actually connected to healthier eating or self-care, even weight loss. But the fact is, is that the less judgmental you can be about your eating habits or lifestyle habits, whatever, the more you open yourself up to creating habits and patterns that serve you for the long-term. And so talking about the Healthy Habits Blueprint course, if you are someone that a little bit of self-awareness, actually a process to help you create habits that fit in with your lifestyle and that you can actually stick to and feel good about, if that's something that feels that could be really helpful for you, um, that Healthy Habits Blueprint is going to be a game changer. This is something, especially for self-proclaimed proclaimed perfectionists or people that tend to bite off more that they can, than they can chew in the aims of, of reaching big goals, this course is going to teach you how to take those small steps and implement them in a way that feels really good, feels motivating, and empowers you to practice more curiosity Um, and if you sign, so if you do decide to sign up now for the course throughout January and February, I'm offering weekly calls to guide and support through the process. And if you are loving the conversations that you're hearing on this podcast, this is going to be an amazing add on for you. Even if you are on some sort of diet or workout program to help you understand those daily habits that can lead you towards some of the bigger goals. And I'm going to link in the show notes on a completely other note. Sorry. Sometimes I speak really quickly. I'm going to link a couple uh, resources in the show notes that I think can be really, really helpful for starting to practice this. One is Brene Brown. The first book I read by her was Daring Greatly, and that was super helpful for me. Kristen Neff, who's a leading self-compassion researcher, and we will definitely be mentioning her on the podcast in the future. And then Susan David, who, as far as managing emotions, is an absolute just was a complete game changer, opened a whole new door for me as far as understanding emotion. So I will link those in the show notes for you. And I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you can practice curiosity. And as always, reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email. You can find um, my Instagram and email and show notes. Instagram is bite-sized nutri. Um, and I will see you again next time for a lovely discussion about something related yet completely different. Bye.